Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, Ancient Wisdom Today, beautiful tribal members. How are you? Life is so wonderful, and it's because you're in it. You are a part of this experience, this wonderful life that we all came to earth to be a part of and share in this love and this bounty of giving and sharing and teaching and really creating all of the beautiful things that our spirit can bring forth into the world. And that is something special. Special. Not to mention the fact that it is so amazing that you decided to come here and be here to be this amazing quantum creator who's just lifting and shifting people with your powerful vibes of energy and just the love that you're constantly sharing with the world. I love the way that you walk into a room and you light up the room. I love how prosperity is always showing up for you and you're always utilizing your currency of love to share it with people all over the world and to really pour into to people the same way nature pours into us, right? So we get to keep that that beautiful symbiosis of connection to all life, right? As we're poured into, we're pouring into and so forth and so on. And that's what creates abundance. So I'm really happy to, to be here with you on today's Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm super, super duper excited because my brother is here with us in studio and we are going to be talking and sharing. Not to mention he is one of the first sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Uh, So it's been wonderful to have him here in the studio and to spend time with him and to really have him on the show because he is what made it possible for us to really start being able to have Ancient Wisdom Today because he was one of the first sponsors to come on board and and say, yes, I'm here to support you, Shaman Durek, and support the vision of giving people the knowledge and the information so that they can carry that out into the world and create a better planet. So just to give you a little bit of knowledge about him, his name is Archer Love. And for those of you who don't know him, you have to take some time to get to know him and be a part of what he's creating. You know, Archer as a teenager loved and joined the United States Air Force where he became a mutation specialist assembling rockets. And Archer developed a debilitating symptom of depression, PTSD. Now, I know a lot of people have experienced levels of anxiety and Archer did experience the same thing, which led to several new awakenings and increased focus on natural medicines that You can imagine when you have something like that, you know, some people just run to the doctors or they run to a place where, you know, they kind of just shut down and they don't really look at what's going on. Whereas what Archer did, he literally went in and was like, I want to understand what's happening to me and I want to realize how I can better myself with knowledge of natural medicines to get to a place where he can heal himself so that he can help others and become the greatest version of himself. And at the University of Arizona, Archer studied chemistry, psychology, and conducted university-funded research projects on Reiki energy healing and Parkinson's disease. How amazing is that? Not only did he do that, after graduating, Archer became a counselor at the Residential Treatment Center for Womb, studied Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, yoga, and self-taught in natural healing modalities for PTSD and anxiety. He experienced many great medicines, but when he was synchronously um, introduced to an ancient form of alchemy, known as Ormus, that he had such incredible results. He found the greatest joy in sharing it with others. And that's one of the things that he's been doing with his life is that he's been caring and sharing. And you know how I always say is that when you care and share, when you have your own personal experiences and you take those experiences that have happened to you and you learn from them, you you gain from them and they become your rubies and diamonds and gems, right? So we have to take every situation in our life 
that seems painful, it seems difficult, if it's a health problem, if it's a mental problem, if it's a relationship problem, if it's that we went through abuse, whatever it may be, and we have to really embrace it like we would by putting pressure on it with love. And just like when you put pressure on something, all of a sudden it becomes this beautiful diamond. And that's exactly what he did. And so he took that diamond and he's sharing it with all of you. So I am further ado, I would love to present to you my beautiful friend and brother, Archer Love. Hi, welcome to the show. Wow, that was so beautiful. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for those kind words. I'm super inspired to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. So you did all of this, you know, amazing research and understanding, you know, how do we bring about change in our body first, where it affected you with um, BTSD Mm. and anxiety. You know, what was that like for you in experiencing that? And what was the mm-hmm. awakening yeah. process? Um, PTSD was interesting for me because I didn't realize that I had PTSD for a long time. I just thought I had issues with that were now I understand them to be triggers, nightmares and triggers that would come out. I thought that I had anger issues. I would black out sometimes over a decade ago because of the PTSD and the blacking out and the anger issues. I was a brawler towards the masculine because I was abused by the masculine. So when I would go out, you know, in college at the University of Arizona, it wasn't uncommon for me to like black out when like a drunk guy would get in my face and start saying something really egocentric, um, you know, just making fun of me or whatever and get into like a brawl. And so at the time I just thought that I had anger issues or alcohol issues or whatever. And I didn't know that it all stemmed from PTSD. And as time goes on, the wounds got deeper and deeper and deeper. And I got to get more and more and more to the seed of things. And it wasn't until I started seeing somebody and, and talking about it that I peeled back all of these layers and it came down to like, wow, this is from these experiences that I had. So the anxiety and the depression was obvious, but the PTSD, which was the foundation for the anxiety and the depression was more hidden. So my my going to the University of Arizona was out of the desire to become a psychiatrist, because at the time I thought that that was the medicine. And so I had a calling to be a medicine man, but I thought psychiatric medication was medicine. And so I actually used all of these medicines during my undergrad, thinking that they were going to be great. I used Effexor and Zoloft and Paxil and even lithium, all of these things. For over a month, I would check things off my list saying, try that, not good, try that, not you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's quite unfortunate that psychiatrists today don't do that because I think if they did, maybe they wouldn't prescribe so many medications or at least study somebody's brain appropriately rather than just asking a list of questions and then saying, oh, you have a chemical imbalance or something, you know, because the psychiatrists don't understand as above, so below, that the chemical imbalance might be real, but it might be coming from their spiritual body, their light body, their thoughts, whatever you want to call it, and not coming from their physical body, you know? Um, So as we start to use alchemy, sun gaze, taking the monoatomic gold, things that activate higher strands of DNA and raise our vibration, then we see a brighter outlook and we clear things. Sometimes the clearing is difficult. It can come out as anger or sadness or whatever, but it comes up and we see it and it goes and it's, it's coming out as we're raising our vibration. You know, so it seems like you're going through darkness or something, but you're actually getting closer to the light. That's why I say like the only way to it is through it, you know? So it was a really, really challenging um, time in my life. You know, I was houseless for years. You know, I lived in my car. It was really tough. I had a really hard time keeping jobs. And by hard time, I mean, I didn't really keep jobs because I was triggered so much. And yeah, and it, it was, um, I had to deal with my inner masculine wounds in order to clear those triggers around the masculine. Right. So, you know, it's interesting because uh, a lot of times what people are finding in today's society is that a lot of people are triggered. You know, people are triggered all over the place. And, you know, the thing is, when we operate from this place of getting into realizing what's happening in our world, it can be very, very triggering and make people very angry to see, you know, what is taking place in our world today. And if we begin to realize that when we are expressing anger, the brain causes the body to release certain stress hormones and adrenaline and noradrenaline. And these chemicals help the body to control the heart rate and the blood pressure. Mm. So the thing is, is that, you know, we, as we step into this kind of uh, place of realizing that 
in order for us to really engage our emotions in the right way, we have to have balance within our bodies. Our body structure mm-hmm. is a living temple mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. needs to be given exactly what it needs mm-hmm. in order to be at the yeah. highest functioning level yeah. to and stay I, lit. I think, right. And I think that's one of the reasons Orm has helped me so much with PTSD is because it's scientifically proven to balance the left and right hemispheres of the brain, balancing the masculine and the feminine, balancing the scientific and the artistic, and just balancing our light bodies. Right. Yeah. So um, the things that were triggering you, I, and I want to go back to that, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize like what is causing anger, mm-hmm. right? And anger, you know, in shamanism is basically yeah. uh, you have triggers to things because you haven't dealt with things within yourself. Mm-hmm. You haven't processed things within yourself. You have an imbalance in the way that you're eating, the way that you're breathing, the way that you're taking in your environment, the types of people you're surrounding yourself with, and the type of engagements you're having. Are your engagements being filled? with, you know, uh, enlightening, inspiring, loving, creative, nurturing experiences, or are they met with aggressive, you know, judgmental, ridiculing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really uh, challenging experiences that make you, you know, compare yourself and see yourself as lack and less in to the other person Mm -hmm. and so forth. So as we realize that when adrenaline is released in the body, it's released in the body because it's coming from fear, right? So anger mm-hmm. is really a reaction of fear. Mm-hmm. And so fear, when it's giving off, it affects us. It allows our amygdala to send signals to our frontal lobe. And the brain then opens up those neurotransmitters and speeds our heart rate up. And then all of a sudden we get angry. Mm-hmm. But the core energy, and because I'm looking at, um, you know, at the information of you know, what it is that you are creating in your life, At that time, it seems that, you know, because you said you were going through a lot of hardness and a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty in your life. So obviously there was a lot of fear that Mm -hmm. was there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so the way that I see uh, emotions like anger or sadness or happiness are like the elements. And I see anger, like you said, is fire and sadness is water. Happiness is air because it's so fleeting, you know, and things. But the anger for me, because of those wounds, showed up in in such a prominent way in my life that it was almost like an entity in and of itself. And I, it felt to me like a protector spirit. Like it was there to protect me. Like you say, fear, you have no no need for a protector spirit unless you're afraid of something, you know? So I was constantly walking in a state of fear. So I had this really overgrown protector spirit. And so I would get triggered really fast and the protector spirit would come on. And this is why like, I wouldn't even remember it sometimes. And the adrenaline was so deep that I, I literally had, I broke my hand a few times, you know, and, and, and brawls and I didn't even feel it. Didn't even know until later on when the spirit had gone away or when the adrenaline or whatever you want to call it had gone away. And then I would look at my hand and be like, wow, it's really big. I think I broke it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that once I started to heal those wounds, the fear went away and the protector spirit is no longer needed in my field. So I want to dive deep a little bit more into that because, you know, I like people to know the story of how people got to where they are to really engage in what they're actually creating, right? Because having an understanding of that which you were and gives you a deeper understanding of the passion and the level of of love and focus and devotion you have into what you're creating in the world today. You know, so if we go into understanding fear, and because there's a lot of people who are listening who are angry and a lot of people who are listening. And so this is a really good topic to to really um, expound upon. You know, as we look at understanding of fear, you said it's, you know, we talk about fire. And so in the elemental charts, yes, fear, um, I mean, anger does come as fire and fear is the is the generator of that fire. Uh, so fear basically is the idea that, and you know, you said the word wounds, and I want to really go on to that because it's exactly what it was. It was wounds, right? And wounds are not scars. The scars is something you can share with mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. but wounds is something that you are supposed to protect, but with love, right? Mm-hmm. Protecting your wounds with love. You because- have to protect them so they can heal. Right. You have to protect them so they can heal. But when you're getting into a space of reaction because of the wounds that are there, because you think they're, they're going to get bigger, they're going to get more you know, driven into um, through attack and so forth, you um, are creating the anger. The anger is the animal 
uh, much like an animal in nature, that when the animal is wounded, it will first attempt to attack you Mm -hmm. because it's it's scared and it wants to protect Mm -hmm. its wounds because Mm -hmm. it's been weakened. And so we have to come out of it realizing that the reason why that's happening is because there's well, a discourse within the body so through the light system, through your light atonomics. Your light atonomics are the energy frequencies that run in the gauging of your internal system that run in between your myelin, in through your nervous system, in through your um, your bones, which is close, to, which creates the flow of meridians in your system. The light atonomics that runs through certain aspects of your biological system become frayed and filled with what we call effluvia. Effluvia is negative cellular memory blockage. It's an energy discourse that gets into the light anatomics of your body and creates what we call obstructions. These obstructions then build up pressure. That pressure turns to inflammation eventually on the physical level. And then and before you know it, it starts breaking down the internal system. It will mm-hmm. first attack your liver and then it will work its way to your stomach. And between your stomach and your liver will be the first two that it attacks. And then it starts moving to other parts of your body, such as your central nervous system and so forth and so on. So, you know, we're looking at the light anatomics and how important it is because a lot of people don't understand what light anatomics is and they don't understand that the light anatomics also gives you a, a viewpoint of what people, when you hear people say like love and light, because a lot of times people will say love and light and not really understanding what exactly love and light is. And love and light truly is meaning that you are bringing in light, which is intelligent light frequencies, which is consciousness that has, it is lifted at the highest vibration. It fills in your light anatomics and then it runs through your system and where it finds blockages based on the foods and the things that you're putting in your body, it creates a discourse in the alchemy of your being if it has Mm -hmm. poison. So the light anatomics job is to clear those blockages Mm -hmm. in any which way it can. And that's why people have obstacles in their life so when at what point did you feel Mm -hmm. there was a shift in consciousness for you Mm -hmm. and how did that shift come about okay so that was definitely with the ormus and it's funny you're talking about light anatomics because i haven't heard that term but i used to call ormus liquid light because this what you just described is what i felt was happening in my body because the monoatomics cold superconductive abilities the first shift took place about 15 minutes after the first time i'd used it at that time i was drinking. Um, I wasn't getting drunk, but I would drink a little bit every day. I was also smoking cannabis a little bit every day. I was eating meat. And so I had some blockages in my system, but I was also doing yoga every day and I was eating lots of raw food, food and vegetables. I was doing breath work. I was meditating with crystals. I was already at that place. So not quite as many blockages as normal. It's not atypical to not experience a shift with Ormus the first time you use it. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. And the shift seemed like time slowed down a little bit. Like everything around me seemed to slow. And that, that lasted for about 10 or 15 seconds. And I just thought it was interesting and continued on throughout my day. And then it would continue every day to get a little bit stronger. And I started to notice myself noticing leaves falling or squirrels running or things that I don't normally see, you know, like when I'm in traffic or whatever. And I, and everything around me, the colors started getting brighter, sounds started getting louder and things like that started to happen. And it seemed like time was really slowing down as my vibration was increasing. And that I think allowed me to process all of my healing, all of my karma and all these things at an exponentially greater rate because everything in my physical body and my light body was just super conducting. And so it really catalyzed the healing process for me. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So so when you were in this um, this experience or this understanding, you are going into this metamorphosis state that you went through. Uh, tell me that before you went into Ormus, how did you know that there was something wrong? Mm. Well, basically, my desires in life were not aligned with my actions, and so. I was struggling with integrity. And because I was struggling with integrity, I knew that there must be a problem within me, which I think that one of the issues with society is that people don't, they blame others, you know, for the struggles that they're experiencing, like a fight, for example, rather than being like, why did I get so mad? 
you know, right? And so, like, because I didn't go out to get into a fight, so how come I came home? I haven't gotten it. That wasn't my goal for the night. The goal was to be happy and have a good time with my friends, you know? And so when things like that are happening, I'm like, how come things I don't want to be happening are happening? And, and that's why I kept thinking I had an issue and, like, I needed to study myself and study psychology and study chemistry, you know? Right. <laughs> so if we get into that space where people are getting to that space... Because a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are very angry with the, with the social conditions that they're going through, the things that they're experiencing in their life. You got into Ormus. And what did you notice from Ormus that really supported really helping and, and, and you know, bringing about a, mm. a level of information over the anger and frustration and fear that you yeah. were actually going through? That's a great question. So what I noticed was that the way I was thinking was different. And it was the thoughts, like the words used, the way that my words were formulated. Everything about the way I was interpreting the world started to change around a, about a two to three week period of taking it. And it all seemed to be so much brighter and wiser. And I had done so many things in my life, shamanic medicines and psychiatric things and yoga and all these other things. And I hadn't had a change like this. And so I knew it had to be the Ormus. And plus I was having colorful lucid dreams from it by this point. So I knew it was already doing something. And it was really the the words and the perspectives that were changing in my mind that I started to notice. And the reason that was evident for me was because I was using social media every day. And I was noticing the things I was saying were different. The way I was talking to people were different. My interactions with people around me started being different and more positive. And so I knew, I didn't notice at the time, but what I was experiencing was that my vibration was going up, I was ascending. And so I was seeing, I was detaching, you know, becoming less close to the tree, seeing the whole forest. It was like seeing things from a more beautiful vantage point or viewpoint because my energy was, was increasing in frequency. And in that frequency of experiencing that, you were able to make a decision to um, invite Ormus into your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's funny. Um, the person who introduced me to it tried to convince me to buy Ormus from another company for about six months before I actually did. And it was finally, I was just at this place where I just asked her, what was that thing you told me about? Because I think I was just in like self-abasement or I was just frustrated with being confused about life. And I was like, what was that thing you were telling me? About? Like, I'll try it, whatever. Because she was saying such fantastical things about it that I didn't really attach right away because it seemed a little bit magical. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe in magic at the time. <laughs> I also didn't believe in love at the time. <laughs> you know? So uh, I tried it. And then about a month into using it, I really started to research it because I was like, what is this? I'm getting colorful lucid dreams. I, was, I would meditate with amethyst and actually see violet. I was like feeling people's energy. I was becoming more empathic. So I was like, this stuff's incredible. And I've been lacking the Ormus minerals my whole life, like most people are, because we don't drink river water anymore. And we don't eat raw fruits and vegetables, you know? Yeah. Walk around Tell me about that. Tell me about why we should be drinking river water and why we should be eating raw vegetables. Yeah. So these minerals are responsible for everything that's happening in our body, both etherically and physically. The, the minerals are responsible for the communication between all of our cells. They are the conductors of consciousness, of energy, transferring information between all of our cells in our body, allowing us both physically and metaphysically to do everything that we are karmically here to do, our destiny. You know, the minerals are responsible for that communication between like our physical world and the esoteric world. And so if you're lacking in those minerals, then you're stuck and confused in darkness, literally. We, these minerals are like light, you know? They're like the gateway into <laughs> the light realm. We need these minerals. And when you're bathing in the river, drinking river water, eating raw fruits and vegetables, you're getting them all. Monoatomic gold, silver, platinum, palladium, all of these, um, not only the minerals, but the monoatomic elements as well are in nature everywhere. And so I'm collecting them from Dead Sea, Himalayan Sea, and Cypress Sea. But if you're drinking river water and whatnot, you're getting them from there too. Fruits and vegetables, super important. I've been raw vegan for about like a month and a half. And it's just like mind blowing, like the way downloads are changing and things. 
even just from eating that way. So they say that minerals are um, essential for the body function in the ideas of building strong bones, teeth, blood, skin, hair, nervous, nerves function and muscles and metabolic process. So minerals are a really mm-hmm. big deal. So- yeah, and not just that, but also detoxing the body of mold, parasites, funguses, pathogens, viruses. There are minerals like boron, for example, that actually kill these things. And e- even trace amounts of like cyanide are important. Apple seeds have cyanide in them and I eat the apple cores because of that. Because I know that my gut and my intestines need those trace amounts of cyanide to keep killing the bad bacteria, you know? Right. <laughs> so if people are not having minerals in their body, what would you say to them? I would say take Ormus. You need these minerals in order to function properly and think straight. They right. love. Yeah. So, would, should, so would you say through all of your training and understanding of, of these medicines and minerals and Ormus and the long history that you have that you know that you have with that would would you say that a great portion of society is is malfunctioning because they are not getting enough mm, minerals yeah, in their body yeah and it's super sad because it's such a simple solution so, uh, many of the people living on the streets that we see using drugs and lashing out and hurting people and themselves are doing these things simply because they're deficient in minerals so they're not able to reason properly so you're saying in order for us to really create change on the planet, we should be sourcing Ormus for homeless people to, so that we can uh, mm. to get homeless people off the street. Yeah, and that's one of my plans to, to work with the vets in that way in the future. I'm, I'm doing everything with Naokami solo, so it's hard for me to get these, these things going. But yeah, that, that's a great idea, working with the homeless people with minerals and also with the vets. I definitely want to bring Ormus to the vet community. Very nice, very yeah. nice. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. I have someone I can introduce you to. A friend of mine, Larea Gaston, who is, does all the biggest homeless work here uh, for feeding homeless um, organic food and getting oh, them off beautiful. the streets here in Skid Row in Los Angeles. Oh. Okay, thank you. I so really I'd appreciate love to that. connect you with her. So when it comes to people and the way in which we operate in our life and how we're operating in our life, what, you know, what do you feel has been one of the biggest downfalls that we are seeing in the health and wellness world? I would say the lack of attention paid to consciousness and the fact that consciousness literally shapes matter. I think in the health and wellness world, people are really focused on superfoods and things like that. And that's awesome. But there's like this disconnect between the spiritual community and the health and wellness community where the spiritual community is not really focused on doing physical things and superfoods and things as much as they should be. And they're more just focused on the consciousness and the meditation and the sun gazing and all of that. And then the health and wellness community is more focused on the greens and the superfoods and the CBD and all this sort of stuff, but they're still complaining about their jobs and they're still complaining about their relationships. And they're not really focusing on the stories that they're telling themselves and the consciousness and the way that their consciousness is interpreted by their energy. And then the stories are constructed based off of their vibration. Right. So like if they want to change their vibration, they can start by changing their story or they can take, you know, do the sun gazing and some of those other really esoteric things to change their vibration. But just doing the superfoods and lifting weights and things alone aren't going to do that. You know, I think just bringing more consciousness into it. Um, Are you familiar with uh, David Hudson? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was one of the first people to start researching Ormus. So David Hudson said that um, the the ancient pharaohs of Egypt used to use Ormus and call it the philosopher's stone or the elixir of life. Yeah, that was Cleopatra. She actually bathed in it. It was Uh, called uh, Emesgazit. Yeah, Emesgazit. Emesgazit. They would would put it in her bread. She would eat it. Um, She would bathe in it to to keep herself um, glowing and youthful. So they said that that Ormus has the ability to uh, really create more energy in your body and give you improved Mm -hmm. appearance, strengthen your immune system, improve mental alertness, Mm -hmm. manifest your desires and help you to feel better. Yeah, they, they are the seed of life. And that's the same thing as saying like they are energy. You know, like these Ormus minerals are the things that all of life are built from there and they're super conductive. And so obviously metals are poison, but metals in their monoatomic state and even their mineral state are very necessary 
critical superconductors. And even prior to that, even the Essene Brotherhood, which Jesus Christ was a member of, used the dead seawater to make Ormus. And they would fast for 40 days on nothing but Ormus and sun gazing. So you speak a lot about sun gazing, and I really want to go into (laughs) understanding what sun gazing really is and and what it means to you. Can you explain to the tribe Mm -hmm. more about sun gazing? I mean, I'm a self-taught person, so a lot of the things I say are just coming from the way I experience life. And to me, sun gazing, you know the term soul food? Mm -hmm. And then it's the soul in Spanish is sun. And I literally see sun gazing as the real soul food. And the sun is the source of light here on this earthly plane. And so to me, when people, prophets like Jesus talked about the father of light, I don't see that as any different from the sun, which literally breathes energy into everything in existence here on the earth. And so as we look into the sun only two times a day, there's about 15 minutes where it's safe and healthy to sun gaze. It literally clears, charges, and activates all of our chakras. So they said the safe time to view sun um, with the naked eye is no more than 30 minutes after the sunrise and within 30 minutes before the sunrise. Exactly. Because they said that if you do it any other time, you can actually damage your eyes and cause Mm -hmm. you, because the UV radiation can Mm -hmm. cause cataracts, you know, age-related muscular degradation. But they don't teach people about those two times a day that you can, and not only can, but should, and that if you do have seeing issues and things, sun gazing can actually heal that. Interesting. And how many times do you sun gaze? Well, I try to do it twice a day, but sometimes I don't get out in the morning, but at least every evening. So I just want to... And barefoot is very important too. Being barefoot? Yes, while sun gazing. And, And why is that? Because the soul of the feet, that's why they call it the souls, need to connect to the earth so that the earth can breathe this energy through through our souls of our feet into our body. And then we connect with the soul, the sun, with our eyes. And then we have this loop connecting the earth to our bodies, to the sun, and as the Holy Trinity comes together. But only if the souls are connected to the earth. So I go out to the beach to do it. Nice. And, and I'm also more motivated during the evening because I, don't get to, I only get to sun gaze for like two minutes during the morning because of the buildings. And sometimes it doesn't even work because clouds. You know, so, Mm -hmm. but every evening it's out there around the beach. So I think that's wonderful. I, you know, uh, I think a lot of people would like to be able to, you know, add new things into their routine to shift and lift themselves to higher, the higher levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, in shamanism, you know, being barefoot is very important because of having your feet on the earth, having your feet on the grass, having your feet on the ground, is connecting your magnetic plates in your feet to the magnetic plates of the earth. This creates earth medicine to flow into the surge of your plantar in your feet and work its way all the way up through your soleus, your gastrocnemius, your quads, and all the way into your body until it gets to the top of your head, which is very beneficial for your temporal lobe and Mm -hmm. your um, peritoneal lobe, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. And it actually enhances and cleanses energies in your pineal gland, Mm -hmm. as well as creates a balance between the left and right hemisphere of the Mm -hmm. brain, which creates a feeling of well-being and harmony within the body, which allows the cells not to feel so, and the body to feel so stressed Mm -hmm. out. So it drops your cortisol levels, increases your serotonin, raises your dopamine in your brain, Mm -hmm. and elevates your mood, which is really important, especially with all the things that are happening Mm -hmm. on the planet. So I say people, get out there, take your shoes off Mm -hmm. as many times as you can, you know, where it's safe to do so and put your feet mm-hmm. and plant those feet on the ground. So, yeah. And I also want to say sun gazing does something that Ormus also does, which is the activation of higher dormant strands of DNA and the balancing and correction of crippled strands of DNA, crippled telomeres. The sun can actually repair DNA by sun gazing. So which part of the DNA, the RNA or the DNA, the DNA um, whole? RNA crippled and strands of RNA, mostly due to stress and age. So nice. it's not like if, you know, if you have a missing limb or something, it's going to grow it back, but it definitely helps the body repair itself. Nice. Yeah. So I think that that going along with what I do, which is the, you know, the OMAD uh, lifestyle, which is eating one meal a day, you know, mm. intermittent fasting. If you can't eat one meal a day, people should intermittent fast because yeah. as according to research, 
you know, giving a break to your digestive system allows for your DNA and your body and your cells and your organs and everything that needs repair in your system, including your eyes and your skin and everything to get that repair because Mm. your body's not having to spend 85% of its energy digesting. And, And also a break from consumption so that rather than constantly taking in, people's energy can switch to more putting out. Which food, the addiction to food is like an addiction to being a consumer, which is why they tell people they should eat five to six times a day, which is total, can I swear on the show? Yes. Total bullshit. Eat five or six times a day will slow a person's systems down completely, yet they tell people it raises their metabolism. Bullshit. Right. It is bullshit. Definitely. (laughs) And I think any form of consumption, I think anything, you know, you know, I know that for me being living an OMOD lifestyle, I have become much more aware of the things that I procure in my life, as far as necessity or non-necessity. I have much more clarity and focus in my mind to be able to see the reverence that I have for things and being able to observe that level of reverence. So the idea of buying something has value versus it not having value. Mm. Only a lot of people use that Mm. idea of value as a way to fill the void within them. But the core consciousness of the energy of creating or consuming something is a form of safety with because it fills that void and therefore you think you're safe, but then all of a sudden it's a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. So therefore then they go back out and, and consume even mm-hmm. more. I mean, I've never seen people go on vacations and this have the need to have to buy a souvenir or buy something that you don't really need. And when I go to people's homes, I'm like, I don't understand why you have all these things you have. Like for me, oh even God. with my clothes, every time I come into town, I downsize my bag to the next level and take less with me and then look at ways of like, you know, lightening my load so that I'm able to realize that it's not the focus of my materials and it's more the the focus and devotion of my energy that I'm giving to mm-hmm. the people and, and to it, myself. Isn't it funny how lightening your load brings more light into your life? Yeah. <laughs> I love words. Words are beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You would have loved the the, the podcast we had uh, a week ago because we had the lovely Danny Katz on who is a uh, quantum wordsmith. So. Oh man, I, I want to talk to her because words are magical. That's why they call the assembly of letters and words spelling. They're literally magic. And whatever cre- force here created language, it created magic to spell us with, but we can twist it if we're conscious of the language we're using. We just talked about that in our last podcast. And we also... I've always said to people that when you speak, you're waving a magic wand. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. also it's the same when you're putting stuff in your body, right? Yeah. You're fueling the, the essence of that magic into your being. Because mm-hmm. if you have a, an unhealthy body, you're tired, you don't feel good, you feel drained, you feel antsy, you feel anxiety, and you feel stress, you feel all of these ungood feelings. And when I say not ungood feelings, meaning not good feelings, is things that make you not feel lit. It's when your fires die down and we should never let our fires die down. Mm-hmm. We should burn that that as hot mm-hmm. as we can because yeah. that's when we're, we're keeping, we're staying on the lit mm-hmm. train and we're riding that thing through all the things that we choose to create in our yeah. life. And it's it's so interesting how, you know, the system wants us to die that down through music, through what we hear on the radio, through the words that are giving us brain sting to all of mm-hmm. these things that are creating mantras in us that are not fulfilling us at a soul level. Mm-hmm. That food that we're putting in, it, you know, we have to raise the value of it. Mm-hmm. I always say, I it's to make either food or poison. Absolutely. It's, it's food like, or poison. It's, it's medicine. It's medicine it's or poison. medicine or poison. Yeah. Medicine is food. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But not all food is medicine. Right. That's why I was saying Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, it it is food, but not all food is medicine. Right. And that's kind of like you have to weave your way through it and find that which is medicine and then Mm -hmm. weave and then then use it's not medicine, it's not food. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There you go. So I would love to, spirits just tapping me on the shoulder, telling me that I think a lot of people could really benefit from this recommendation. If anybody is going through, job confusion or relationship transition moving and things like that and they want to manifest um, something a little bit more specific in their life the sunset shoes off even if it's on the pavement shoes off is still connected to the earth because the earth is connected to the metal or minerals that the pavement's made from is connected to their feet so it's not as good as being on the soil but it's better than nothing but the, the rubber is silly you know um, shoes off sun gaze take the ormus out set a positive affirmation about what you want to manifest and then while looking into the sun, put the ormus three dropper fulls under the tongue and just sun gaze 
for about 20 seconds on that Ormus activated manifestation and then close the eyes for about five seconds and then open them for about 15 seconds looking into the sun again, close for another five and do that down to zero because if you're new at sun gazing, you have to work your eyes up to it and that will cause shifts with, within people's lives and then a week, positive shifts. Wonderful. I love it. 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 So, you know, we get into this, this, this consciousness of really like, how do we create more awareness in our lives, in our, in our beings? And it's really about, and again, it's about surrendering the poisons and the things that are unnecessary in our lives and really clearing out the, 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 you know, you know, I I do, I, I call it doing a temple cleanse. You know, a temple cleanse. It's like clean out your body, clean out your mind, clean out your emotions, Mm -hmm. and clean out the people and the energies in your life Mm -hmm. that are not bringing medicine, Mm -hmm. that are not bringing beautiful words that inspire. Yeah, because... What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's amazing. They say cleanliness is godliness because cleanliness allows for space and space allows for light. So people are trying to fill their lives with people and things, people that aren't even helping them be happy or successful, just people, negative people, just codependency and same things with items, you know, just codependency on these items. And each item has an idea attached to it, a meaning that they think that they need. And it's all just taking up space, which is leaving less room for light, which is consciousness. You know, so like you say, you're cleaning out the temple, like that's just one of the fastest, easiest ways to get closer to God. And even just the process of cleaning feels so good. Yeah, that it's 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 a it's a wonderful feeling. I mean, especially when you're operating from a place of, you know, really wanting to achieve uh, enlightenment, ascension in this lifetime, you know, you really have to learn to let go of that which burdens you the most mm-hmm. and learn to detach from energies that are not mm-hmm. conductive to your evolutionary mm-hmm. process. And sometimes the things that you're most attached to, it's so funny because people are like, oh, you have to get rid of this. And they're like, no, anything but that. And it's like, that's why that's the thing you have to get rid of. <laughs> Absolutely. <know? laughs> the thing that you don't want to get rid of yeah. is the thing you need to get rid yeah. of. Because, I mean, that's what, I mean, what does ascension mean? Ascension is the act of rising to a higher level. Much like a balloon, if you've ever taken an air balloon or if you ever, like, you know, realize that if you put weights onto a balloon, the balloon is not going to go up, right? And so the more you let mm-hmm. go of those weights, which are the burdens and the things that you've created in your life, that you're holding on to, to justify the reasons why you do things or to justify why you haven't moved forward because of the pains and hurts that you've gone through. Don't be a hurt collector. Realize it's time to bring out the inspector and let that inspector get ready for the rejector and clear that stuff out of your life. Mm, well said. You know, beautiful. Hurt, hurt, you know, hurt collector, bring uh-huh. out the inspector and get ready for the rejector. And like, then let's go higher with that, uh-huh. with, with ascension. Just don't become a projector. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be a projector. <laughs> he just threw that in, but you know, I like to play my the tribe knows I love playing with words and, and having fun with them. So, you know, when we, a lot of people are, you know, on this whole place of really wanting to get into that space of, you know, understanding the core uh, energy of what it means to ascend. And ascension basically means just completely lightning, enlightening, enlightening, enlightening. So tell us, you know, what types of people uh, should be taking Ormus and what type of people have you felt that have benefited the most? Literally everybody uh, should take Ormus of all ages, breastfeeding, babies. I have to recommend legally that anybody breastfeeding or under the age of 18 speaks to a doctor before using it. But my personal opinion is that everybody should take it. It, The dosage is a little bit different, you know, but these elements, they're um, critical aspects of life. So everybody should have it. And the people that I found benefited the most were the people who were the most miserable. And the reason I say that is because the, the misery had humbled people to a place of being ready for change. And so they were open minded. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything, mm-hmm. you know, Ormus or exercise or like whatever, you know. So the people who really were ready to change were the people who were. And the people were like, oh, I'll try this, but we're already close. I can feel that, you know. And the Ormus really activates our empathic and psychic abilities. And that's something that I didn't even understand before using Ormus. But I can kind of see, you know, sometimes I, I'll hand somebody a bottle of Ormus and I, I automatically see that they're closed to it. 
And I'm never surprised if anybody ever says I didn't feel anything. I'm like, of course you didn't because you were so attached to your ideas and what you were looking for that you missed it. Yeah. Right, right. And so if if we are looking at, you know, really learning about, you know, how we are operating as human beings, you know, wouldn't it be for us to really, um, are you familiar with the Taurus? Uh, I have Taurus. Horse? No, the Taurus is the is nature's perfect balance, dia- the dynamic energy flow process. No, um, not the astrology sign, Taurus. No, okay. no. So <laughs> in science, so basically in science. Oh, right, the Taurus. Yeah, the energy system, it brings energy and catalyzes the energy and pushes it out. Yes. Right, of course. Yeah. So in order for that to happen, you have to have what is called a harmonic synthesis in your body. Mm-hmm. That harmonic synthesis happens with what's going on on the outside as well as what's going on on the inside. And it is said that Ormus actually creates a higher level frequency mm-hmm. of that Taurus yeah, in your 100%. body. Absolutely. People can feel your energy from further away because yeah. you're a, uh, the strongest Taurus. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I've read about it. I haven't ever spoken about that verbally or had a conversation. So I, when you first said it, I didn't pick it up. But uh, yeah, I would say it probably catalyzes the process or the energy of that Taurus by about two or three times. So the energy field can really literally go from like six feet to like 12 feet. Yeah, because if we look at the the toradial field, the toradial field is the energy frequency that emanates outward and then emanates back in. And so Mm -hmm. if your your toradial field is really high because you're taking Ormus, you're eating healthy, Mm -hmm. you're letting your digestive system rest, you're really honoring your body on a more more soul level. When I say soul level, meaning you bring reverence and devotion to it. You and and what happens is you're you're creating a strong um, toradial field, and in, in that toradial field, you are literally connecting with people who are also mm-hmm. vibrating in that toradial field, right. instead of having people who are not in Absolutely. that space. And, and you're that, and you're bouncing away from people that you're not vibing with. And so some people have asked me over the course of years, "Well, I'm already super empathic, and I don't want to be more empathic. That's why I don't want to take Ormus." And I never try to change anybody's mind, but now I have the opportunity to talk about it. So I want to say. The feeling is the same as seeing, although it's a different sense, it's awareness. And the more awareness we have, the more power we have to choose. And that is what changes our life, our power to choose. So it's like, take the blanket off. Don't be afraid to feel. I know it's challenging, but you can't make conscious choices in your life without the awareness. So the more empathic you are, the more telepathic you become, the better to make positive changes in your life and to have better influence on your surroundings. You know, so yeah. many people want to walk through places, grocery stores, events, and things and just not feel anybody. But that does nobody, including themselves, any good. Right. And so it's interesting because um, when you have a strong toradio field, you literally attract beautiful energies in your life, as well as you immediately have a strong sensory against darkness and any mm-hmm. any thwarting energies, any discordant energies, any energies that are um, in lower density or frequency cannot affect you because your terradial field is really high. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and yeah. Ormus actually is known for taking your terradial field really high because it's creating what we call light synthesis mm-hmm. in the body to communicate to every other aspect of the body. And a lot of people don't know that, but in nature, nature has its own communication system that is far advanced than what we have with our telephones and our, our devices. And so does the fungi you know, community as well, has an amazing operating communication system that that oh, strands incredible. data, it's, it's beyond. Yeah. It's and in, it makes it past the radiation belt too into outer space. Yeah. And, so it's, and, and that's the great thing about the terradial field, it does as well. So when you have a strong terradial field, you are able to mm-hmm. not just connect into animals, into trees, into nature, into all the synthesis that's happening with communication. You know, you're also connecting into the outer planet. Mm-hmm. So you're and connecting that's, that's, outside of the planet. And that's how one of the ways Ormus's ability to amplify your toroidal field is part of how Ormus allows people to manifest things into their life faster, like the process of their thoughts becoming things happen much faster because of the catalyzed vibration and the amplified toroidal field. So people will manifest abundance faster, they'll manifest love faster, manifest good health faster because of that. So overall... It's important for all of us to take minerals. It's important for us to have Ormus in our body. How can people find you? How can they learn more about this? 
www.nowalchemy.com. That's N-O-W-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com. I have not just the Ormus Gold, but also CBD, which is great for inflammation, anxiety, pain, and uh, so many other things, actually. Um, the CBD that Now Alchemy offers is one of the best in the world. And I say one of because although it's the best I've personally come across, there's a lot of others out there I don't know about. It's nano enhanced, which makes it about 10 times as absorptive as a regular CBD oil. It's suspended in water, so it absorbs into all the cells of the body. It's full spectrum, meaning it's able to cross the blood-brain barrier, having a greater effect on anxiety. It's organic. Um, and then the other thing that I offer is Shilajit, which is similar to Ormus, but more masculine. It brings more energy, increases testosterone levels. It's more of like a yang force. The Buddhist monks used it in the Himalayan mountains and they called it Shilajit, which translates to the destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. So at nowalchemy.com, there's Ormus gold uh, with all the minerals from the Dead Sea. And there's this nano-enhanced CBD and the Shilajit. And we are doing something special for people for your podcast. So if they enter Ancient Wisdom at checkout, they'll get an 11% discount on their entire order. That's wonderful. Thank you for offering that to the tribe. And I have to say, tribal members, I have been taking Ormus now for months and months and months since I became friends with Archer, and it has really changed my life. Mm -hmm. My dreams are much more profound, more lucid dreaming. I am much more centered in my center of my body. I feel my light structure stronger, and I feel complete balance and awe. My reactions are not happening. You know, it's a really wonderful thing for us to have these minerals in our body. And I'm so happy that you know, we get to talk about that and talk about how our terradio field can grow and how to, that we can manifest and, and really connect to powerful energies when, we're, when, our, when our ascension of our light bodies are really being activated. And that's what it's about. So, Usher, I want to thank you for being on our show mm, and having you, you as a guest. And, you know, I definitely want to talk more with you in the future and have you on again and talk more and get into depth about CBD, mm, you know, yeah, and I think that would be great to have you in the studio again. Mm -hmm, and for, for everyone, I know everyone at home right now is so happy and experiencing the knowledge and, and the wisdom that they gained from today's show. So thank you mm -hmm. very much for being here on Ancient Wisdom today. Thank you so much. And I just want to thank everybody for listening and let everybody know I love you. And let you, Shaman, know I love you. Thank I you love so you much. Too. I'm so humble and grateful to be sharing this space with you. It's an honor, brother. So that was an amazing show. We got to talk about the body. We got to talk about amplification of our energy. We got to talk about how minerals are so important. And, and we got to hear a little bit of Archer's story from his own you know, experiences that he went through with post-traumatic stress disorder and having anxiety, as well as his journey into really bringing something for himself and bringing care to himself, which allows him to share with you. I'm so honored to have you here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if you like this show and you feel that it's doing something for you take a little bit out of your time go to itunes like it put you know put um your review it really helps people to 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 who catch into it to really find out what the show is about so that they can join our tribe and if you haven't already been following me you can follow me at shaman durek at shaman durek at instagram and also on twitter and you can also connect with archer as well on instagram as well and his um uh, handle uh, on Instagram is under Now Alchemy. You can also um, catch him um, on his personal page, and that's Archer Love. And so that's A R C H E R L O V E on Instagram. And if you want to get to the Now Alchemy, it's at Now Alchemy, N O W A L C H E M Y. I love you, tribe. And until next time, bye.